welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at Michael Block Talk on Twitter at Block Talk NYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. The drama's in the house. The pressures of Snatch Game enter the workroom as the queens battle it out to see who can do the best celebrity impressions, all while Miss Nikki Doll made a decision that was sure to rock the fandom. It's time to talk all things Drag Race France 2. And with me is someone who loves little drama as long as she's not involved. It's Arya Close. How are you? Bonjour. I'm good. Honored to be part of this French recap. Uh, welcome. Um, now I gotta know, uh, have you ever been to France? France? Um, I've been a few times. I went once when I was in high school when I was mm-hmm. actually studying French. And then I went for some weekend trips when I was living in Italy. Very nice. Very nice. Um, anything you're allowed to talk about on the podcast or um, are you under strict uh, NDAs? Luckily, there's no NDAs for this one. But I will say on the record that one of the most adventurous and best sex I've ever had was in Nice. Oh, all right. Cool. All right. Um, friends, as you know, pronunciations, one day I will get better. Um, someone <laughs> just do Duolingo, just sponsor me and I will learn shit. Um, I was fucking on Duolingo when I was watching these episodes. I'm like, I have to brush up. <laughs> uh, right. As always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We're discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown what the editing of the television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that give an opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but they've also put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said of this podcast is for entertainment to discuss reality television show. All right. Four episodes into our second season. What are you thinking? What are your thoughts? Well, as you know, I did have to go through a little bit of a binge. So I've got all of the whirlwind moments at once. And honestly, I mean, I'm loving the season so far. There's been a lot of like high drama moments and just like people telling their stories, which I think is lovely. And they're Mm -hmm. doing it in like a polite way. They're not like doing it as like a, oh, here's your sad story for the American punchline. And then (laughs) they don't get rid of that queen immediately after. So I really like production so far. I mean, the workroom alone is fucking fantastic. Yeah. I think it's uh, a much better, it's very French. I like it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and just the challenges are fun. They're exciting. It's a breath of fresh air, which is now, challenging you, after so many years of drag race. Were, were you familiar with the work of Miss Nikki Doll prior to her run on Drag Race? From the days in New York City? Yeah. I had seen her, I think, about once or twice before Drag Race, but it was after she was already announced to be on it. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, all right. So. All right. Um, other French news, friends. Um, if you didn't know, Dolly Parton has a brand new album coming out of rock songs. And she recently, last week, released her new cover of Queen's We Are the Champions and We Will Rock You. Well, today, not only did she announce that she uh, was dropping the video, but it is in collaboration with the Paris Olympics. Is it really? It is. Wait, is Dolly going to hold a torch? 
I hope so. Could you imagine if Dolly is the one that runs the final torch up? And because <laughs> yesterday she posted a teaser photo and it's her singing this song and you have the Eiffel Tower behind her. And I was like, this is not computing. Like they're British. Why? <laughs> what is happening? And now we know why. It's a perfect song for the Olympics, isn't it? She's opening a French restaurant in Dollywood. <laughs> Listen, I'm here for it. I mean, there are other artists that I would have thought would be a better fit than Dolly Parton for France, but I am I love Dolly. I love Queen. And I love the Olympics. This is a trifecta I can get behind. <laughs> All right, let us go through this episode. Jingle, jangle, Kitty out. Moon is sad as Kitty was her favorite this season as they had many heart-to-hearts. Uh, one we saw. I'm sure they had many others, but we only watched one. They only produced, you know, what they want to see. Well, she is another victim of Cookie Cunty. Uh, not her ego coming out. This was a weird episode for Cookie. It really was. I wasn't expecting this, like, little, like, debate of who i mean it happens every now and then but if like all the other seasons we've seen before whether it be us uk anything like that if somebody has a similar character then it's like a polite oh well what's your backup candy cookie was just like no 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 no. this is mine yeah we're we're definitely going to get through this because i have a lot of things to say about it but cookie is first going to call herself a lip sync assassin as she is the queen killer on the stage thus far this season now, Sarah is congratulated on her win, his second victory, and Peach, she's not pressed. Um, not at all. No, no, no. But Sarah believes she has a target on her back and thinks everyone is coming for her or coming on her with all the moans that the girls are going to let out. I guess that's her new signature, um, the moan from last week. It's going to be her claim to fame. Probably. I mean, it's kind of hard to sell that merch unless it's going to come with like one of those little things you put in like the open up the birthday tab. cards mm-hmm. yeah yeah although i could see it it could be just a lithium battery in there have it last mm-hmm. like 10 years yeah she's absolutely fine. now as they all discuss wins they seem to forget that peach does have a win and when cookie says it's forgettable well it seems nikki forgot about it too but we'll get to it don't you worry <laughs> we will get to it all right, it's a new day. The girls are going to spell their way into the workroom, spelling the words drag race. We love smart queens. It's always helpful when they can spell. It truly it is. is. Especially English words. <laughs> Mami Wata tells us that she wants to get out of the bottom. Good thing I'm not judging because, bitch, you'd be staying there. This week, Cookie predicts they will be doing things that will turn things upside down, some unexpected things. Mommy wants a ball, but Moon floats a snatch game, and Mommy is like, anything but that. Well, <laughs> the cockadoodles, it is time for Nikki to arrive. And Nikki is going for, it's a, it's a different look than we've seen her all season. I would call it casual hoe in the 3DB courtyard. <laughs> you know who I'm, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Is it a tea party? Is that what it is? Probably. Probably. Ginger Bin bitch thinks it's giving Backstreet Boys. And I was like, no, good for you trying to give us an American <laughs> reference. But no, it's not. No, no, no. It is time for a very strange mini challenge that is going to get the queens married. We will learn that Kiona is, in fact, married. Not shocked. I am sure she had her pick of any man in France. Very attractive, attractive person. Very. Arya, are you ready 
to get married? Um, I mean, I think that requires finding the right person. And um, honestly, if we've confirmed that ancient aliens or aliens are out in this world today, maybe, you know, maybe they're on another planet. You never know. And there then interstellar marriage laws, you know, we got to worry about that and fight for those rights. It's, um, it's honestly, true. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I've already like married friends off. Like I'm sure, a registered sure. officiant. So if you ever need anyone listening, if you ever need a registered officiant, I'm available. You can book me on Grubhub. In or out of drag or both. Um, I would do both. Honestly, I wouldn't care. It's, it depends on what your wedding vibe is. That's fair. I have I have the nun costume. Actually, I really want to I really want to officiate a wedding in the nun costume. <laughs> that would be funny. All right. Uh, uh, so this challenge is to celebrate ten years of marriage for all. Uh, they will be going to a wedding. Their wedding. They're going to pair up and participate in wedding games. Now, I have not been invited to many weddings. In fact, a couple close friends got married recently, and I didn't get invited. Am I bitter? absolutely (laughs) um but are wedding games a thing here do we really do those kinds of things i mean a lot of the games are usually saved for like the wedding shower i don't know there's so many fucking parties associated with weddings i'm over it i'm like do you want one big gift at the wedding or do you want like a handful of tokens along the way i'm like you have a wedding shower then you have the bachelor party you have the bachelorette party maybe two bachelorette parties i don't know there's so many fucking things it's true my favorite is when bachelorette parties are in the same venue and then you have to fight to see who wins Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. only one of you is getting married that's true um i have not been to a wedding in quite some time but i'm actually going to two in august uh one is my cousin and the other is my brother's childhood friend so once again, no one in my orbit. No one loves me enough to fucking invite me. Honestly, um, just think of the money you're saving on the gifts. It's it's, true, that's it's true. truly the best part. All right. So here are how our pairs work out. We have Kiona and Mommy, Sarah and Punani, Ginger and Peach, and Moon and Cookie. Who would you have taken for your blushing bride? Which of the eight remain queens? Out of these queens? Um, oh, probably Punani. Okay, yeah, I can see it. I can see it. You two would vibe. I get it. I can see it. Yeah. Just, just yeah. I think that's the best um, pairing, really. Mm-hmm. They have 15 minutes to get into wedding drag. Um, I'm sure you've thought about what your beautiful white gown will look like. Any, any, any teasers for us? I feel like I would definitely do an off-white. Okay. Because I feel like you got to break norms at some point. I mean, like, mm-hmm. why hold yourself to the, the stereotypical norms of what was a cisgender, heterosexual, boring, religious, political involvement when you can have fun with it? Like, where is the sequins? Where is the disco ball? Sure. Although the only thing I know I have decided about my wedding is that it's going to be a fucking good look. There's going to mm-hmm. be a reveal. And the wedding venue, wherever it is, probably some warehouse in Brooklyn, it's going to be like a nice ceremony in the beginning. And then like all of the old people are going to leave, like a family, like, and then we're just going to turn it into a nightclub. It's going to be a fucking good time. And Zalika Parsons comes down like sparkling diamonds in Moulin Rouge. She is. She is the disco ball that just comes (laughs) down and she's just swinging back and forth the entire night. There it is. There it is. All right, uh, some of these faces, disgusting, but Punani actually gave glam in a way that she doesn't normally. So it's like, look at you doing something fine. Now Nikki takes to the altar. 
She says before they play, we will do things the right way as a drag king arrives. Come on, Drag Race France showing up RuPaul. I know. They gotta, gotta step up their game. Two seasons in a row. Two seasons in a row. Uh, this king, it's Judah the Drain, as the captions say, but really his name in French is Judah La Vidange. Um, because apparently they really just threw it into Google Translate and said, that's a name, and bad, bad. It's been my personal joy watching the captions on this, but also, like, I mean, I don't speak French as well as I used to, but the comedy is so much higher in that sense if you actually, like, listen to the true French. And yes. sometimes you get distracted by the subtitles and it just makes it worse. Yeah, because I've had a couple of listeners reach out and be like, you're not getting the jokes because they're just not translated even close to correct. The, and they're also not translating everything. I don't know if you knew this, no, but they're definitely like leaving out bits and pieces because <gasps> they're like speeding past it. Shady! So, I mean, they're getting as much as they can, but okay. there's definitely okay. bits and pieces and translations right. are not accurate. All right. Our first wedding duo is Ginger and Peach. Ginger and Peach will kick us off. And as Peach says, Ginger is coming back from a tuning session while she's washing the dishes in the caravan. I don't know what they're trying to refer to, but I'm sure it means something. The, I think what it was kind of related to was like a trailer park joke. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Let's go with that. Uh, Judah says they are there to celebrate the burial of their celibacy. Uh, I need to get married ASAP. <laughs> is, your, is your green card running out? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Ginger will take on a very weird voice as she tells Peach that when she saw her in the beauty salon, she knew it would be forever and for never. While Peach tells her that she is glad she didn't listen to her family's advice while she doesn't care that Ginger ate all her exes. Bring it back to that library joke. Yeah. Um, mommy and Kiona. Now, Mommy starts off by saying that when she saw Kiona, she knew she would be easy. And Kiona tells us they met yesterday and they knew it would be true love. The girls just kept one-upping each other. Like, they oh, really we met did. yesterday. We met 13 minutes ago. We met. And then what were the two that did the exact synchronization? All of right. The time? So Cookie and Moon. Uh, Cookie's got the faith teeth in. I wanted the vom choices. And Moon says that, that she is her everything, her pickle, her bubble gum. And they met 13 hours, 43 minutes, and 30 seconds ago. Uh, very, very lesbian vibes. You hauls ready. Literally. Uh, now, when Cookie starts to talk, words do eventually come out of that mouth as we learn that they met in a casino bathroom and thought, that's my own little squid. <laughs> also, did you notice the mole and how um, Moon they just fucking like, ripped had the it hair right out? Yeah, on she it. right out. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. And Sarah and Punani. Sarah, those brows. Um, I know a few queens like this. I don't know why also, but... Um, something about her look reminded me of Tiffany and Coke. Not a read, just an observation. <laughs> but, uh, what's what's the resemblance there, huh, Michael? Well, <laughs> maybe maybe just the way it's painted and some work done. I don't know. Uh, we learned that Sarah came first in a sausage eating contest, and I heard that about you too. I, you know, it's a, it's a regional title and I have to yeah. defend it weekly. Yeah. 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 Um, that's why everyone goes to the house of yes. Promo. Come visit <laughs> me. Sarah says that when she saw her, that she knew they would set it all on fire. Um, and I bet they did burn something down. Um, 
Um, yeah. <laughs> now we're about to have a twist, y'all. As Judah is about to wed them, he's like, my Harley is parked out in front. Join me, Sada. Escandalo. Nikki gave a little shout out to Jessica Wilde was robbed. You know, we love a cross-reference. Right? <laughs> And now we're going to have our game. The happy couples are bound at the foot or the arm, and they have to go on a scavenger hunt in a game that's kind of like musical chairs, um, very much like a Big Brother challenge. I was here for it. The game <laughs> first begins where they have to find a red shoe. The race is on, and out in this round are Sarah Panani. Next is to find two pairs of tights. Ew. Um, this time, the battle for the final seat is Cookie literally knocking Mommy out of the chair. And also in this moment, (laughs) Mommy, the twig, will body shame Cookie by telling us she is three times her weight. Uh, (laughs) Mommy is not giving me life this episode. No, no, no. And our final round is the search for a bunch of flowers. Y'all, there are literally flowers right next to them. Why couldn't they just pick those up? Um, Whatever. This was a mess. Very silly. In the end, the winners are Cookie and Moon. It was a fucking disaster. I mean, as you said, the flowers were right there and they could have just, I think you're like in that spatial blindness mode where like somebody challenges you to do something and then you just immediately look for the farthest thing across the room. You're like, I'm going to run there. Yeah. Well, as the winners of the mini challenge, they will win a wedding cake. And are those like mini croissants on there? They're really hyping up this croissant moment on the show. Um, this is the second episode this week to feature drag queens and cake because we had a birthday cake on Drag Race Mako. Oh, I actually haven't seen that yet, so I'm gonna have to catch up with that. Maybe I'll listen to some type of podcast or something. Yeah, you shall should go listen. Now, after getting out of wedding drag, the queens will learn their next match challenge is the long-awaited snatch game. Now, Aria, I know you are very, very talented. What would you do for a snatch game? I knew this question was coming. And really funny, I had a full conversation about this at the bar the other night. And my honest answer is I do not know yet. (gasps) Because as someone, I mean, I've done a Snatch Game for a competition before. Mm -hmm, I've mm -hmm. done some like character makeup moments. And honestly, the reason why I realized I love the Snatch Game episode so much is because I think it's the most challenging. Because you have to think of the character, you have to embody them, you have to sound like them, and you have to make it funny at the same time. And that's like the most like difficult challenge in my mind. I've tried to do Catherine O'Hara, bombed it in that pageant. Um, I thought I was a very impressive Judy Garland the other week, and I know I just didn't sound like it. And then I did a little Liza moment with uh, Zalika for Hot Mess the other week. But um, I only got in character once I had about like six or seven drinks, and then I was Liza. <laughs> All right, okay. But maybe by the end of this, I'll think of a good character for you. Let me let me let me rack my brain around this. Okay. We'll have to take a poll. Yeah, we'll take a poll. Now, of course, Nikki wants to tell the girls who she has invited to play with them. Why? Well, we're about to find out. This week's our guests are Eddie Di Preto, who is a French singer and actor and a total flaming homosexual. The other is the legendary Amanda Lear. Now the camera is going to pan over to Punani, who is giving her best scream face because, well, surprise, not only does she love Amanda Lear, she loves her so much that she's going to make her her Snatch Game character. 
Now, she's going to say that this will be like a first where a Snatch Game character is performed in front of the real guest. It's not technically the first because we have seen people do RuPaul in front of RuPaul, um, but that's a little different because RuPaul had to be there. Yeah, I think it's always kind of like a given since obviously RuPaul's the host. Yeah. I mean, we've also had Michelle Visage. Uh, we've had different kind of like moments of imitating mm-hmm. people who are on the panel, but like, how would you know that the guest star is going to be who you pick? I would shit myself too. I'd be like, oh no. Yeah. As Nikki leaves, the girls head to their stations as they prepare for the biggest Max Two challenge of the season. Punani is called out by Cookie for looking worried. While, well, she, she's going to tell the girls that she chose Amanda Lear and they're all gagged. Kiona wants to know why she didn't faint when Nikki announced Amanda was going to be there because she would. <laughs> and she also wouldn't do it. Now, if you thought that was dramatic, we're going to zoom over to our good friend, Sarah Forever, who reveals that she'll be taking on Johnny Holiday. And then Cookie is like, hashtag same. <laughs> Let's get this battle on. The discussion comes to who their second choices are, and Cookie will be very confidently saying that she doesn't have a second choice. She was going to do Mati, uh, but she had already done her during the croissant show. And I was like, well, whose fucking fault is that? Yeah, why would you... If you have someone staked out for Snatch Game, why would you take that outfit or that persona and then use it in another challenge? Right. Because, I mean... stupid. I know that, like, they don't want you to talk about certain things, blah, 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 but I would almost want... If I were a contestant, if I were Cookie, I'd be like, okay, I've taken this character. I know it's a potential Snatch game. Let me just survey the room and make sure no one's doing my second choice. That way I'm not, like, ruining it all. Yeah. Um, she didn't do that. She didn't do that. Now, Sarah's going to stoke the fire and say that this is her choice. And and this is her chance to do a better version of the character, which is shady because uh, she just said you sucked. <laughs> Cookie is now going to throw it out there that Sarah has won a challenge after changing her character at the last minute. And I know that was supposed to be supportive, but it was very aggressive. It was not very cute. You know, I was like kind of hoping that they would both be Johnny Holiday. Yeah. Because have we ever had two of the same characters? No, we haven't. I don't, because I don't one, think so. I think one person always backs down. Right. But that's usually because they're prepared and they have another character. Yeah. But I kind of really want an episode. I mean, where... part of my mind is telling me, like, yeah, it happened, but that's also probably my mind being like, you have thousands of Drag Race episodes <laughs> ingrained and they're all mixing together. Probably probably what it is now sarah doesn't want to be in the position again and you can see that sarah is in a weird position and she's not fighting back while cookie is quite on the attack it's kind of turning nasty and cookie knows her back is up against the wall as she is not in a place to take any risks having already lip synced twice cookie keeps going hard saying that sarah can be a lookalike or a fan and sarah's just not going to engage and decides to pick her second option as there is no other solution and you can tell that this fight did take a toll out on her she was defeated and she was upset and it, I think she didn't want it to get to this point. And I don't know what the relationship was prior to filming, but um, yeah, this was not a good moment for the two of them. It wasn't. And like, they're trying to be friends. I mean, we've had some dramatic moments in the past couple episodes where I'm like, we're only like three episodes in and you're crying over the person leaving. I'm like, right, girl, it's been what, three days? Yeah. Now, <laughs> if you were in this position, what would you do? 
I, I I would have made it the first episode that we had two of the same character. <laughs> there it because is. Drama. You, I mean, you gotta go for it. I mean, we've had two of the same looks. That's always gonna happen when we have like mm -hmm. a dedicated look runway. Right. Um. But let's, let's fucking do it for Snatch Game. Let let the drama fly because you, that's when you're gonna figure out who is the better character. Here, here, here's an idea. How about it's a. Um, Lady Gaga snatch game. Everyone has to do a different version of Lady Gaga. <laughs> because you know that like each iteration of Gaga, she was a different persona. She had a different way of you know, cadence, and I think that would be fun. She truly is. And also, we have yet to have an actual good Lady Gaga impersonation Correct. on Snatch Game. Correct. So if we put like eight of them up at the same time, we're bound to have one good just one. Just one. <laughs> All right, Nikki has arrived to gather her girls and get some intel on the Snatch Game to come. Cookie kicks us off, and she's like, here's a clue. She drops her outfit. Nikki's like, uh, is that my mother in the 80s? Which is kind of funny, but no, no, <laughs> it is Johnny Holiday. And for those who may not know, Johnny Holiday is an iconic French rock star who was even called the French Elvis. Did you know that? I did not, but judging on the look and what I eventually learned in Snatch Game, it pretty much did remind me of Elvis. Cookie tells Nikki that she hasn't had the chance to shine and feels like this will be the challenge where she can have fun and spread her wings and win. Let's cut to a visit from Sarah who will be like, I picked Johnny, all while knowing this was for the plot. She knew she at this moment wasn't going to, but she is feeling awkward as Cookie already announced that that was her character and she was Johnny and it's time to reveal option two. It's Francois Sagan, a French novelist. I have learned from one of her fab listeners that she is a bi-con. She was embroiled in drug and fraud scandals and allegedly was laid to rest in the same tomb as her second husband and mistress. So there's that. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I didn't read that far down on the, the Wikipedia that I pulled yeah, up. Fair, fair. But that's tea. Right? She sounds like a fun time <laughs> gal. But back she's like, I'm fucking following you to the grave. <laughs> uh, Nikki will ask if she spoke to Cookie about the same choice. And Sarah says they both really want to do Johnny, but Cookie does not want to do Maya T. So she's in a pickle. But Nikki reminds her the choice is hers. And that's on that. See you at the snatch. We, of course, need a moment with Punani, who shows Nikki her blonde wig and glasses. Did she pick Nikki? No. It's Amanda <laughs> Lear, and Nikki is gooped and gagged, and she's going to impersonate Amanda Lear in front of Amanda Lear. Okay, lit, lit, friends, behind the scenes team. The show knows who they're going to have as guest judges. They knew Amanda Lear was going to be here. They had seen Punani's package. They knew it was an option. This was all a fucking setup. Oh, of course it was. I mean... It had to be. I mean, producers love to do little moments like this where it's going to add that little bit of drama and flair. But also, and this too. Is, and this is why, pressure. Nikki Dahl, I hope you get a French uh, Emmy Award for that acting. <laughs> she tells her it's a risk, and Punani knows she didn't make it easy on herself. She says, let's go crazy. Uh, she's going to do a little bit of a mandolier for Nikki, and it seems like it's thoroughly entertaining. But Nikki reminds her with Snatch Game, not only have fun, but it's all about the punchlines. Okay, sure. Let's go with that. Punchlines. <laughs> we have Ginger take a visit to Nikki Land as she shows off her Swedish accent, or that's what she claimed it to be, and then tells her she has been on Wheel of Fortune and sells sofas. I was like, since when is Vanna White Swedish? No. I had the same thought. I was like, maybe they got her a Paris finally? <laughs> <laughs> it's the Swedish version of Vanna White called Victoria Svilsit, uh, Um, but more on her during the Snatch Game. 
We're going to move to Moon, showing Nikki an aviator hat as no, she's not Dora the Explorer, but in fact, <laughs> Brigitte Fontaine, who is an underground singer that was not quite mainstream. Kiona is going to do the French queen of TV. It's Afita Turner, who actually was a question on last season Snatch Game. So I was like, I remember that name. I researched it. That's why. <laughs> but for those who may not know, Afita Turner is a reality star who appeared on the French Big Brother program and has romance linked to Julio, Mike Tyson, and was married to the son of Tina Turner. Oh. Yeah. We're going to see Kiana do a little bit of a fita as she tells Nikki she's a fucking star. Ah, uh, she's crazy. She's a crazy <laughs> one. Now, Punani and um, her head, or uh, Peach and her head cast shares with Nikki that she'll be doing someone with the adjectives white, black, iconic, elegant presence, the French chic for decade. It's Jean Genevieve de Fontaine. And we learned that she is a dream slash game character for Nikki. To play or to watch? That's what I was wondering. I think she just wanted to have her on Snatch Game as a character. Yeah. Because, I mean, she's, from what I know, she's run, like, the French beauty pageants for years. Yes, yes. So. <clears throat> Apparently um, not that supportive of the uh, LGBTQ plus community. Huh. And then Mommy. She's going to be a bimbo named Shauna Sand, who is an American Playboy model and was married to Lorenzo Lamas. Choices, friends. Lorenzo Lamas? It seems like a very, very niche character. Yeah. Mommy says that she's lived in the bottom and wants to get out of that ranking. Mommy will strip down to Shauna um, and she's going to get ready for a Californian accent. <laughs> Can't wait to talk about that. Um but the time has come. Snatch Game is here. And once again, it will be live on the main stage. Major sigh. I, I, I know this is how the franchise does it, but just put them in another studio somewhere. Put a backdrop, something. I don't like seeing the main stage. It takes me out of the illusion. Yeah. It's just, it's, unless they're going to do like an actual like live, live challenge. Like when they did the the broadcast episode. Right. They said, they still said that they filmed it. I was like, if you're going to film it, just put it somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think they have studio space. Apparently, like, the main stage is, like, walking distance from the workroom. Like, literally, it's in the same sound studio. Oh, that's true. I mean, if they are, do you know where they're filming it? Are they doing it I don't in know. Paris? It must be, but I'm not, I'm not positive. Because <laughs> you imagine they're doing it in some, like, old, ancient, historic building. It's just, like... Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> now, Nikki is coming out in this very cute baby blue floral suit and bow tie. I, I thought she looked so adorable. I, like, like she looked like she was about to get married. She did. She had a very nice look. Yeah. Um, we are introduced to Amanda Lear and Eddie DiPreto, who is very cute. I would smash game him. Eddie? Mm-hmm. Uh, he reminds me of... Um, who was the actor who played SpongeBob on Broadway? You mean Ariana Grande's new boyfriend, Ethan Slater? Is that who she's dating? Yeah. Oh wait, cause no, cause he's in he's in the Wicked movie, isn't he? Yeah. Doesn't he play um? Fox. But oh, yes. <laughs> I worked with him like twelve years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Choices. 
Well, now you can have the French version of him. I'll take the French version. All right. Of course, because we know where this episode is heading, Nikki will ask Amanda if she has been impersonated before. And she says many times and it was good sometimes. Meanwhile, Eddie can impersonate one person perfectly himself. (laughs) All right. Now they are not the only stars in the room. And here's how this is going to work. Rather than going question by question, We're going to go queen by queen and discuss their performance during the Snatch Game. Of course, there will be some overlap at times, but that is okay. We're going to make it work. First up is Cookie as Johnny Holiday. It is Johnny Holiday, who Cookie allegedly didn't quite grasp his voice, but alas. Now, what's the most rock and roll thing he's ever done? He's married his pal's daughter. It's a big deal at family dinners. I should say so. Especially, wait, how old was she? I don't know. That's that's a better question. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Right. Our first question is Amanda shares her beauty secret. Her diet consists of eating only what? She will say cucumbers. Now, Johnny's going to say that he loves women and his fans and bikes. But what he loves the most is smoking. And therefore, his answer is cigarettes. And he asked her if she wanted one. Not a match and not even funny. (laughs) Complete mess. Now, Amanda's second question is as follows. Christina Cordola is, reveals that the secret to a successful makeover, the first thing you have to change is, and Amanda's going to say, Christina Cordula, uh, don't worry, friends, they are actually friends. Uh, I thought Amanda was very, very good at this game. <laughs> she was. was very she fun. was probably the funniest out of everyone there. Literally. Uh, but Johnny's answer is your wife, which kind of works for the character because uh, he had at least four of them. <laughs> including his friend's daughter <laughs> uh yeah all right next we're gonna move over and that's all we're gonna get for cookie because cookie was basically in- invisible in this challenge for good reason punani as amanda the diva of divas with impeccable hairstyle and humor it's amanda lear for the second time of the night well at least the ma- real amanda lear was finding it humorous she was having she was enjoying it and that's she important. she was laughing and that's what like made me realize that Punani was actually doing the good character of it. Right. Could because... you imagine if you were doing whoever was sitting in front of you and you were not doing well and they were not entertained, you could physically see that? <laughs> it would it throw would be you. Terrifying. Yeah. Like if you just had the person just like dead eye staring you the entire time and not even like cracking a smile, I would just give up at that point. I mean, look, Trixie Mattel did that. <laughs> winner, winner chicken dinner so bad Trixie so bad all right Nikki (laughs) says that we can find exoplanets in the galaxy but we still don't know her age or her place of birth so Amanda says she's like a minhir which I've learned is a tall upright prehistoric stone her age is estimated and she hasn't moved for a thousand of years all right right off the bat she's calling the bitch (laughs) old very very well done um and apparently Amanda Lear has also been like accused of being a trans woman so like this person has not revealed anything and that's why this is such like a part of the joke now amanda on the amanda diet question will be saying painting she went to art school and has painted many landscapes does nikki like nature yes well amanda says that she's not embittered i don't know what that was supposed to mean i didn't get the reference so i was like okay punani's not doing great that's fine (laughs) now we're going to move over to our first question for Eddie, it's the Harry Potter saga is back. Like the Loomis formula, which is used to turn on the light, your magic formula will be. 
when Amanda holds up her card, there are some numbers on it and then it's blurred. Why? Because it's her phone number. Um, and she says it's for the young man over there. I was like, who me? Like this in front of all these people? I was like, okay, we're getting a, a bit out of Hunani here. I was like, okay, I'm here for it. Do you I think wonder it was if it was Hunani's actually her phone number. number. <laughs> I, it must It must have been because they had to blur it out. Yeah. It, I'm also too, whose phone number are you going to memorize to write down? <laughs> right. Um, I, are you kidding me? I don't even know my brother's phone number. I have to like use the, the contact list. <laughs> Nikki will ask what she thinks of the Amanda personator. And she says that the person at the wax museum did a good job, but obviously he's a trainee. She's right there. (laughs) And what a good sport. Very funny. Very witty. I really did like Punani. What's nice about these jokes is that even though they are like hard hitting, like insults, they are done in such a smart and intelligent way. Yeah. Like they're not just biters. They're actually like something you have to laugh at because it's a layered joke on Eddie's second question after two successful shows Lauren Raquet debuted a new talk show called we don't or we aren't um she's going to answer we are not out of the woods yet will it last much longer is she having fun no but she's there her body is there but her mind is elsewhere okay I'm sure that's a, a reference to something and then in clearly what was an audible change of an answer Amanda Lear, the contestant, will have the same answer as Amanda Lear, the player, when it comes to the Christina Cordula answer as Christina Cordula, um, because they share one brain. And as Nikki says, the resemblance is unbelievable, even the brain. Then Amanda is going to ask Amanda if she cheated. Rune never. It was telepathy. <laughs> I wonder how it works. Like, do you think there actually are rules to this game? Or if you can you just do whatever the fuck you want? I think you can do whatever the fuck you want as long as you have the right timing. Right. And you definitely hear some failed attempts at it. Like, we see some really good examples like that where attention is, quite literally, snatched. But then there are a few moments even on this episode where you hear somebody's, like, backhand comment, but, like, it's already panning out to the whole view of them, so they just get lost. We're going to hear Johnny say that he smells a rat and that Adlib, again, like you just said, goes nowhere. Um, We did not get a lot of volleying from this group. There was not interaction. And that was probably why I think this was not a super successful snatch game, because that's what I love is when the queens interact with each other. Yeah. But also it was such a weird cast of characters that there almost couldn't really be play between them. There wasn't an overlap. Yeah. I think maybe if they had switched some seats and stuff, like put mm-hmm. some characters in different orientations, then we could have had some volleying. Yeah. But I think everyone was also so in their head that they weren't even thinking about playing off of the others. Because it's really the characters that are so comfortable in their character that they have like free thought to like then go after somebody else. Right. I mean, like Alaska Thunderfuck embodied her characters and then Mm -hmm. had the great opportunity to play jinx monsoon like they are masters of their craft so absolutely let's find out what amanda lear thinks about tucking as eddie's question is the dictionary asks you to write a poetic definition of the verb tucker tucker is the art of blank eddie will say putting the twins in their romper which is very close right (laughs) I feel like the romper is a bad because 
Maybe like putting him in a sleeping bag or something, but like a romper? Maybe it was lost in translation. Possibly. I have to go back and see what they actually said it as. Now, Amanda Wool's answer is meet me in room 506. She is flirting and she is horny. Good for her. But we're going to learn the person that she's been flirting with is someone named Laurent. And the man she is flirting with is 27, which she says is a little too old. <laughs> I feel you, girl. Don't at me. But then, but then the real Amanda Lear will say that men are at the top of their game between 27 and 34, 35. And therefore, I shall quit life as I no longer am at the top of my game. Goodbye. Amanda Lear just said, me, at age 36, my life's over. I mean, we've heard worse from gay men. Yeah. <laughs> um, how does it feel to be at the top of your game? It feels lovely, but, you know, the, the, the counting years left, I don't know about it. We're going to we're gonna have to just continue to lie. <laughs> All right, let's move over to Kiona as Afita Turner. She ignites social networks and TV shows. It is Afita Turner. She can speak without sparing. I can't. That's impossible for me. Let's see how this one does. Uh, she just came back from L.A. She was in Miami, as it says, at the Cannes Film Festival. I was like, wait, what? Okay, either bad translation or you don't know where Cannes is compared to Miami because these are not in the same continent. You know, we, we said they're sometimes good at spelling things, but geography, I think, not is not good. That, that class was skipped. But then she says she got jet lag and all, but she's back in Paris and loving Paris, but very nutter. She's a crazy one. Her answer for Amanda's diet is burgers, pizza, and champagne, of course. Uh, that's a diet I would take if it worked. Could you imagine? That would be, be happy. ideal. Yeah. But if Fido brought a bottle, she will pop it, and the name of her champagne is called Shut Up. <laughs> What's the name of your champagne? Oh, I don't know. There's one answer. Pop. Are you close? Is that, is it... Pop. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you are very welcome. All right. Next up for her answer for Eddie's second question is we aren't bums. It's because she's a fucking star and so is Nikki, but not Shauna. She's a bum. And again, so close to having a back and forth volley between uh, Kiona and mommy, but they just, they couldn't do it. And it's because they were like top and bottom. They didn't, mommy could not turn around to do anything yeah you would have to at least be like diagonal right to do it for the talking question she will answer holding it tight which is a reference to a song and then she will break into it with mike in hand uh she was ready um there's gonna be a lot of weird noises coming out of her mouth with one of those echo microphones that you would have played with as a child in the 90s um you know <laughs> the one i'm talking about <laughs> We all what are you talking them. about? What are you talking about? <laughs> I never um, had such a toy. <laughs> of course not. Um, this was just outrageous, um, but she was there to play the game. I think Kiana did better than I expected her to do. It was definitely an interesting character, as you said, but the liveliness of it was what brought it through. Absolutely. 
Let's move on to Ginger as Victoria, TV host and beauty queen. It's the sublime Victoria Silvset, who, um, wow, look at Ginger de-aging herself. She looks so youthful. Look what drag can do. <laughs> maybe I need to do drag just to look a little bit younger, or maybe just wear foundation every day. Is that going to help me? What am, how do I look younger? <laughs> you know what will help? A sponsorship by Sunday Riley, who is a real person. <laughs> did you know is that he... Sunday Riley was a real person? I did not know. Crazy. She has turned the letters on the Wheel of Fortune. What's her favorite letter? Well, she knows she wants to, her to say F, but she's used that too much in her career. So she says L. Lost opportunity. It truly was. And she also to say an F. Yeah, just make the good punchline and go. Because, no. I mean, French is very pretty similar to English in terms of like the fun words like obviously right. fuck is still f right so l doesn't have as many like fun ones no not at all victoria is going to get a bit ditzy and frazzled as she answers the first question with her new product chateau lax you eat it you shit it now the real amanda Lear was cracking up she liked that one um i thought that was a very good answer it was as soon as she brought up the box i actually just started like cackling because yeah. that it, I could see that easily being a French laxative. Yeah. Um, did my mind for a very split second say LAX? Why are we talking about an airport? And I was like, oh, <laughs> laxative. Got it. Here we are. We're, got, we're back. Oh, boy. Um, next up, we're going almost get a magical match. She's going to answer Fondelanus. Fondelanus. <laughs> Close, but it's still going to be called a match. Um, then she's going to start to orgasm as she's asked to spell happy. Um, and then she's going to mime spinning letters. I thought this was very well done. Maybe I'm not the right audience for this, but I thought Ginger didn't do terrible. I would agree with one of the critiques that she got later, where if she had slowed it down mm -hmm, a little bit, mm -hmm. then it would have been great. Because then it would have approached like true camp and not right. like manic crazy. True. Well, let's find out Victoria's take on the art of Tucker as she will answer, it's the art of getting it in. She says it's better to have the dictionary in your head than up your ass. Uh, yeah, that's that's a fact. <laughs> but you know what? There are some guys who like that. And we can't judge them for it. No, we can't. Um, if you're looking for those guys, find them in Brooklyn. <laughs> All right, moving on to Pish as Genevieve de Fondenay. She has embodied the Miss France contest for decades. Um, and this lady is going to refer to Nikki as Nicolette. And I want to call her Nicolette now. Can I call her Nicolette? Will she get mad at me? <laughs> Probably. She seemed yeah. pretty offended the yeah, first I, time I, 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 I Um Oh, Nikki, Nikki. You want to know something fun? Nikki was, I was talking to her the other day. And she's like, yeah, if you're in Paris, I'll get into the finale taping. I was like, you think I just can just fucking fly to Paris? Yeah, I mean, what are you talking about? It's summer. Gays don't have jobs or anything to do. Exactly. Our only job right now is to internationally or domestically travel to tropical and vacation places. I told her, I was like, season three, I'm going. I'll make it happen. I'll find money by then. <laughs> um, okay. Her look seemed to be on point when it came to a Google search, but the hat was not right. It was very flimsy, not elegant at all. The voice was not what I had seen when it came to interviews that I watched. Um, her voice was a lot more like sweet and French. Like, you, you know, that voice, mm -hmm. very delicate, very, very sexy. 
sensual. But why does she always wear a hat? Well, she spent years advocating naturalness and then she takes her hat off and the bitch is scalped. It was actually just the hair from the wedding earlier. Um. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, full circle. Um, our first answer for her to the first question is silicone-based. Um, sa- that's a very savage answer for the lady who's right in front of you saying that her diet is silicone. Um, now it's time to learn about her magic. And she says it's uterus. And she doesn't know where hers is. And if they find it, please bring it to her. The only thing left she has is her hair. I think it was trying to be funny. It didn't make sense in my mind. I'm like, if you're looking for like, it was supposed to be a spell. Right. I'm like, right. what, what? No. What? How? I mean, if you, you made it like uterusus, maybe that's yeah. a little funnier. The, some of the spells just did not hit. No. They did not. And then when it comes to the question about changing in a makeover, she's going to answer the hat. No match, no comedy. Um, I had high hopes for Peach because I love Peach and not a great Snatch game. No. And like the look was the strongest thing and it wasn't even that strong. Right. All right. Moving over to Moon as Brigitte Fontaine, uh, the most provocative French singer ever. Now, the look was not right, but the makeup was spot on. I don't know if you did any Google searching, but that, oh my God, that lady's face. Um, I, I did have to, I, she was the one that I Googled first because I was like, I need to know who she is. Yeah. Um, wow. How does she manage to be in shape at 30, 80, 83 years old? Well, she's not in shape. She's a prehistoric woman <laughs> that's at least 20,000 years old. Good for her. Good for her. Now, her answer with the Amanda diet is junk food because she loves it. And she vomits it. Um, if you have an eating disorder, it's okay. Just she didn't mean to harm anyone there. Um, Nikki will ask her if she's ever been on a game show, and she says no, which checks out. Then uh, we're gonna get her to get start lashing out at Nikki, and, and it seems to be in line with the character. Meanwhile, behind her, Amanda Lear will say that uh, Brigitte Fontaine is not the Fontaine of youth. Funny. That was a funny line. I liked that one. Why didn't we get more of this? Because <laughs> we said they suck at Bali. <laughs> when it comes to magic, her formula will be dragonfly us. Why? Because she's old and says, fuck you with my dragonfly look. Yeah, it's a, it's a choice. Our second Eddie question about the chat show, she will seem to have changed her hat. Why? She's just showing off as she's on television. Her answer is dead. Great, great. (laughs) Maybe it's a reference to a song. I don't know. Now, Nikki will then ask her a question and she says, please sing "Ah, How Beautiful Life Is. And uh, Brigitte says, nope, not going to do that. She's not there for a song. And I think that was very smart, especially if Moon couldn't sing. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's why. <laughs> All right, moving on to mommy. Um, she came straight from California. She plays Jenny G on Hollywood Girls. Is Shauna Sand? Uh, she will ask if they have started filming, and then she is told yes, and then she puts on what is believed to be, as the caption says, an American accent. Let's go with that. <laughs> um, I think. It, it, obviously, when we try to do other countries' accents, we're really bad at it, and we're always offensive. Like I'm, I'm the worst. Like, don't ask me to do an accent because I will definitely offend someone in a room. Um, just like other countries, we have dialects. 
Mm-hmm. Not all American accents are the California accent. If you're going to do a California accent, you got to go deep and heavy into the Californian accent. It's true. I mean, there was, I forget what it was, if it was a TikTok, a real thread. I don't know what the fuck it was. Um, an where X. There were, an X, I don't know, excrement. There was um, with that video where they were asking like British people to do an American accent and like everyone just defaulted to like a Kardashian voice. And I was like, why? Why are we underrepresented? Why don't we have like someone from the deep south get imitated? <laughs> right? All right. Her first answer is going to actually be a match. We're going to hear cucumber. She said cucumber. Um, it would have been a good moment for her to be sexy and naughty, but she didn't say anything else. Yeah. She just like flipped her card around. And then even Amanda was just like, do I reveal my card? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's it's a match. <laughs> but she was waiting for her to make the joke and it just didn't, didn't work. Uh, she will be the first to answer Eddie's first question about the Loomis spell. And she will say her formula is plastic Cedrix. Listen, if that were a real spell, <laughs> I would be a wizard right now and make it happen. But she tells us she goes with Dr. Moretti every second Thursday of the month. She will then shake her boobs and then says she goes every Thursday. So consistency is not mommy's strong point. Just being ditzy. Um, but listen, it worked for Lagan Dom last season. <laughs> Robbed. I still am not happy about when. Um, look at Nikki making terrible choices on Snatch Game episodes. Wow. I don't know. Now, when asked about Tucker, she says that transforming is her passion. Very informative. She will say that her second husband didn't need to tuck for people to not see anything. And I, oop. And then she's just going to call out Lorenzo by name. <laughs> um, yeah, there's the slander lawsuit from Lorenzo Lamas. <laughs> and finally, Sarah is Francois. Um, she became the icon of a generation with her novels, Francois Sagan. Um, Hello, Sadness, she says. Also, that fag is giant. <laughs> I had so much hope for Sarah in this challenge. It, look, I mean, she nailed the look. Mm-hmm. The character started off well, and then it just went away. Right. What is her writing routine? She says, like everyone, she takes a relaxant and heads to the casino. And as Priscilla, her writer and philosopher friend, would say, I'm going to shuck shuck music slot machine. Sure, why not? <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. Help me, friends. Help me. So after taking a drag of her bag, she will apologize as she needed fresh air and answers that Amanda watches her weight and says, jam. That's the secret to her diet. Jam is like culture. <laughs> you need to spread it. Okay, so this was one of the moments where there was an attempted volley, but then like mm-hmm. the camera panned away. Because I don't know who said it, if it was Kiona or someone, they were like, you don't have to spread it if you have it. Right. And I thought that would have been a great moment, but they just like dropped uh, it. Yep. Now, when it comes to the talk show question, she asked Nikki, can't she tell that it's obvious they have the same headdresser? Um, I mean, sure. But then the answer is Dave. She was tired of being confused for Dave. Uh, that was a very specific answer. And then she's going to sing a song by Dave. And I was lost. I don't know who Dave is, but um, yeah, maybe they have I the same lost. haircut. <laughs> And finally, she will answer Eddie's question about tucking with Tucker is the art of looking elegant. I mean, not not wrong. True. <laughs> and then she's going to stand up and show that she is in fact tucked as she borrowed her panties from Amanda. And those are what we call disco panties. <laughs> Do you own disco panties? 
I don't. I barely actually own any underwear to go over my tights. Mine's just like, I full Barbie moment every dress I wear. So it's great when I get out of the Ubers at gigs and there's like a guy on the street. And it's, just, <laughs> it's full like Paris Hilton circa early 2000s. With the end of Snatch Game, I don't think this was a laugh out loud funny Snatch Game. Very much like last season. It's very likely that maybe the references were lost and therefore it didn't feel strong. But that being said, it was very clear that Punani stole the show. Like, my question though is, would she have won if the real Amanda Lear wasn't there? Honestly, probably. I still think so. I think Amanda being there helped it grow yeah. even more. But I mean, she was probably the strongest character out of everyone on yeah. that panel. It is Elimination Day as one of the divas is about to break the hearts of France and the world. The queens will walk into the wedding march because they are still in the mood to get wet, I suppose. The question in the room is who is happy with their snatch game and uh, silence because apparently no one was thrilled. Fiona will raise her hand as well as Moon, who is feeling confident. But Peach, she felt she did awful and is disappointed knowing she can do better. This was her pitfall challenge. She will say that she doesn't know who will do the lipstick with her, but she says she wouldn't like to be in their shoes. Ah, that's the overconfident kiss of death, isn't it? Yes, it is. Sarah thinks she's going to be in the bottom. She had an unsettled feeling and was out of place. She believes she struggled despite some witty remarks. And she will address Cookie about their violent exchange. <laughs> um, now, I know that's, again, the translate, but it said violent. I was like, I don't think violent's the word that we're really going for here, but that's what Google told them. Yeah, I think it's uh, definitely a mistranslation. Now, Cookie in this moment will play the victim slightly as she says she was asking Sarah for help as she had no other solution but to take on her character. And she will tell Sarah that she truly thought she would be able to bounce back. I thought that was so manipulative. (laughs) It definitely was. It was just just you know the right twist sarah tells her it wasn't her call to make and then in confessional cookie will say that she confronted her she won and that's the law uh not a good look for cookie friends not good like this was someone people thought was going to be the host of drag race france oh we then cut to Sarah Confessional who tells us that the issue is settled and wants to talk about something else. And I know people like that. She's still pressed. She is doesn't want to talk about it, but she's not over it. Mm-hmm. And you know the show is probably going to be like, keep talking about it, keep talking about it, keep talking about it, keep talking about it. <laughs> We're just going to keep the camera on you for about like an hour more if you just want to, you know, continue. Yeah. <laughs> the conversation is going to go full circle as they discuss the marriage for all celebrating 10 years. But the key part here is that it's only been 10 years meanwhile here in america we haven't hit that threshold and there are fuckers out there poised to try to get rid of it all together what a hateful world we live in oh yeah it was great it was wonderful it was magical cookie will ask who was at the protest as she was and ginger says she was there as it was very important she notes that there were fun moments as the whole queer community was together but it got violent at times pointing out the banners that were present when they were told when they would walk by the churches Cookie notes that there was a sign that said, soon you'll marry a goat. Um, Yeah, so they really think that this is what happens. Gays like bestiality. It's the link that I still don't get. I'm like, 
I mean, I guess if you, if you, if they said horses, maybe that's a different thing because harnesses, <laughs> ketamine, horses, there, there's the transition. Now, there we go. If you marry a horse, you get to share the prescription for the ketamine. <laughs> there it is. Uh, Ginger notes that there was booing and felt a threat when they were all asking for it was just equality. Sarah notes that this was a scary period because the people who were hiding their indiscretions felt free to speak their mind and it was hell. She never thought she'd see this hatred as it brought up things that we wouldn't recover from. And friends, it's still happening. Like once you give them a platform, they're going to tell you who they are. Always, unfortunately. Cookie will ask who wants to get married before pointing out that Kiona and is there uh, one year into her marriage. She says she married a hottie and says the opportunity to fight over same-sex marriage gave them this great door to be opened as a possibility was unthinkable before. She says all these struggles have led to the fact that she's married now. And for taxes, it's much better. <laughs> now they have the same rights as heterosexuals, which means you have the right to get divorced. <laughs> now the discussion turns to people saying that they could just have civil unions. But Peach is like, why can you get married? But we only get civil unions. And that's the truth. As Cookie points out, they're not asking to do it in a church, which is a fascinating trend. Uh, kind of goes full circle back to what we were talking about. I think there are a lot of people who are scared of this rise of normalizing the queer community because overall the state of our generation is not having a strong faith in religion. Um, so there are fearful people that religion can go away because many in our generation, it's just not that important for us anymore. Like, um, yeah, it really isn't. Also, most churches, I mean, so, okay, there's very beautiful churches, architecturally speaking that's where the beauty lies in the architecture some of the people inside not so nice yeah but there's also so many beautiful places elsewhere i mean the last wedding i went to was <clears throat> officiated on a roof in brooklyn and right. it was beautiful and it's honestly what you make it you can even take a fucking empty barn and turn it into like the most beautiful wedding venue yeah because weddings have really turned into a party as opposed to a religious moment yeah, I mean, we've taken, you know, sending off your daughter to be betrothed for political <laughs> alliance to, um, you know, just circuit parties in Brooklyn. It's great. There it is. We love it. Ginger says she has always wanted to get married. Is she supposed to get married for the last three years? And I'm assuming that was because of COVID. <laughs> Could you imagine it's not? She's just been trying to find someone to marry for three years. I think she said she had a partner. I don't remember. I think she um, does. <laughs> She can't wait to celebrate with family and friends and finally have the same rights as all French citizens because fighting for rights is important and that's on that, friends. Also, I'm still single, so if anyone wants to just... <laughs> Fine, let's just elope or something. I, I just want to have a nice party. Um, you want the tax future... breaks. <laughs> I, I do. And I want the gifts. I need, I need a lot of things. Um, but also, future husbands, just be aware, my color is teal. It is going to be a teal-focused wedding, so if you do not like the color teal, just <laughs> get a... You're gone. It's not going to work for us. Let's head to the men's stage where Nikki Doll is looking so cute in this pink Cam Hue cosplay. Good for her. I loved it. It was very cute. <laughs> Would you wear it? Um, I wasn't more reserved. Of, yeah, I think the bottom of it I didn't really like, but mm -hmm. the rest of it was great. We have our panel consisting of Daphne Berkey, who has a lot of piercings in her face this week. I don't know what that was about. I think it was just all of the little appliques. Yeah. Kitty Smile, who is doing his best impersonation of the Cynthia doll from Rugrats. 
<laughs> and Eddie DiPreto and Amanda Lear were there as well. And she's wearing those sunglasses. All right. Our category is Under the Sea. In honor of the runway, we're going to play Swim or Sink. <laughs> Starting off with Peach. Look by Jeffrey Mignon. Hair by Shaitan. This is easily one of my favorite runways I've ever seen. It's pretty. It's camp. It's stupid. The reference is so smart. It's Titanic. She is giving us Rose from Titanic. It's very pretty, and she's got the door on her back. Can anyone else fit? Well, flip around, and there's Frozen Jack, part of the ocean and all. Brilliant. This is what I love about drag. This gave me life, and I love Peach. This was hands down my favorite look out of the four episodes that I've binge watched. (laughs) Um, This was truly, like, iconic. It was... A really good interpretation of the theme and maybe not be quite under but jack technically was so he sure was <laughs> um it was just a clever way to do it and honestly even like the attention to detail of like the dress the hair it yeah. was great kitty says that l- he loves the look and says it's beautiful and smart eddie says that he didn't see the surprise coming daphne says it's amazing even with the door on her back she holds the key to the sea to the scene she says that genevieve de fontaine wasn't good enough and she expected more and nikki says that she saw her struggle and tells her sometimes she has to let go this look though it's a swim definitely swim audience 95 percent swim five percent sink who nani look by ryan benesser and jules foray here by yumika hikaji and jules by romain gautier I think this was a really bold and evocative look. I really loved her play with colors to represent literally the world below as amoeba and coral reef and algae. The textures are really well done. It's very humanoid and it was very quite artistic. Not a direction I would have imagined anyone to do in this category, but I think it works. Yeah, I didn't really see any direct correlation to a particular thing, but I think it was very well done. Because also, I mean, we haven't explored everything of the ocean. Maybe she's down there. We don't maybe know. She is. Hey, maybe there are aliens in the ocean. Maybe she punched a hole in the side of Ocean Gate. I don't know. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Nikki says that it turns her on when she shakes her fingers. Okay. She <laughs> says that this is beautiful and different from what she's done before. Daphne says that she's a beauty monster and has seen the Grinch of the seas. She says it gives her chills and that's what she wants to see on Drag Race. Kitty says that she was determined in Snatch Game and loved it. He says she has honored their guest, Amanda. Amanda says there was everything, the sucking cheeks, the glasses, the hair. She says it's not easy to impersonate someone in front of them and says the impersonation was good. Punani will say that she's touched that she didn't offend her because she admires her very much. She's been listening to her since she was little. And she says she wasn't sure if she could still be there to show another side of her saying this is a Punani they've never seen before with this makeup and silhouette. I'll give this look a swim. I would say swim. Yeah. Audience agrees. 83% swim, 17% sink. Moon, look by Valerie Redding, nails by nails by Becca. It's an aquatic alien. There we go. Another alien. Um, I think there are really some striking and cool details and elements in this look, predominantly in the mask and the makeup. The details so well done. I love the gills and the arms and the legs. The pearls, very strong effect. I will say that on camera and screen, it looks like a very, very basic pink bikini. But when you do dive into it, it does have a little sparkle to it. That's the only issue as it doesn't pop as well as I wanted it to. Um, And the girl in the back, very terrifying. It's Darla uh, reversed. Yeah, the the problem is with wearing something like that, where you can tell it is a basic garment that has been adorned. Yeah. You have such beautiful mask makeup and 
kind of I I guess technically they're still prosthetics for the fins and stuff. Just add that white to the bikini portion or if even if it's just a, like a, a brazier set like all you needed was even just like some white cream makeup to just like buff it out yeah. and it would have blended so much better you gotta match it like it's gotta be like a cohesive look because it it looked like great all around and then like the middle part was missing yeah Eddie says that when she walked in, it was love at first sight. He says he found it very daring to pick Brigitte Fontaine for a snatch game, but she stayed in character the whole time. Daphne tells her to go to casting for Avatar 3. She says they <laughs> often say less is more. She says almost naked, but there it's all there. Nikki says that she saw that rage in her eyes and she didn't want to be safe anymore and mission accomplished. But she says the only flaw is the lingerie as it takes her out of the dream. I'll still give this look a swim. I would say sink. Are you the only one or maybe one of two people? Because the audience was 94% swim, 6% sink. I guess I am one of the only few. Moving on to Sarah Forever. Look by Axel Brozier, hair by Wig as You Art. I thought this was brilliant. She is coming out looking like a tan- tin of sardines and then literally rips the lid off and there's a fish. The detailing on the dress is really well done. The message of ocean conservation is important. Where she loses some severe points are the black boots and gloves. They are so bold that they do detract from the rest of the look. Your eye is pulled away from the detailing of the dress. And the headpiece, um, not my favorite styling, but I did like what she presented because it at least is evocative. Yeah, it's, again, kind of like a cohesive moment for me where the dress is beautiful the can was a little kind of campy at the beginning but then it opens up to actually like a beautiful kind of gown moment with the the flow the black gloves and boots could have been toned down you could have rubbed gold makeup on it so it looked like tarnished right like sea trash or something um the hat i could see i could see where she was going with it possibly where she was like kind of giving homage to like a straw fisher hat right but it would have been cooler to see it out of like hair. Honestly, some of these girls who are doing these runways, they have sculptural fucking hair. And I don't know who is doing it over there in France. Christophe Mecca, the partner of Cam <laughs> But killing it. I mean, like these girls are walking out with beautiful fucking pieces of hair. And it's that would have been a great opportunity for that. I agree. Daphne says that her look is camp and says it's the most camp look they've had since the beginning. She says the only flaw is the shoes is she wanted something lighter to remove all the black. Amanda says the S&M boots would look better on Daphne than her and Nikki will say that they would look better on her. Amanda then says the costume is great and that feels that she is more comfortable like this than as Francois Sagan. She says her character wasn't funny as it was supposed to be as it had an intellectual side. Nikki says that she started off well, but she then felt something was bothering her and she wasn't in the game anymore. Sarah will say that she had to abandon her first choice for the wrong reasons and that drained her energy and she struggled and dug her own hole. And Kitty says that he doesn't think having two Johnnies would have worked, but in that situation, she needs to choose what's best for her. So that was contradictory to himself, but that's fine. I'll give this look a swim. I would give it a swim. Audience, 63% swims, 37% sink. Ginger Bitch, look by Holly White, hair by Angel Silvestre, nails by Drag My Nails. So she's giving sea slug, and sure, I'll buy it. Um, I think the dress <laughs> is the right fit for her. The shape is shaping. I do not care for that hair. It is quite strange, 
And that tool cape really didn't add anything to it aside from being like, here, it feels more oceanic. Um, it's not the most aquatic look. She could have done something else. And I think without knowing the category, um, I wouldn't have known it was under the sea. The hair is what really actually gives it the sea slug moment. Have, did you have you did you Google a picture of a sea slug? I, I did, and that's why I think I just don't like the idea of doing a sea slug. <laughs> I I thought the hair was clever. I thought the idea of doing a sea slug was clever. The dress is really where the problem is, I think, in this because yeah. the the way it was constructed, the shiny shimmery parts you have on the sides. Um, I'm forgetting the fabric name is not chemise it's um fuck whatever it is i'll have to google it later and redact but um because it's sewn at the seam of the arm and then the side of the dress you get this weird cape-like moment as you were saying but really it's just it's like parachute moment like it's glider and really where that fabric should have been was at the tail if it was a mermaid cut dress where it hugged her body a little bit more and then it had a small train it would have actually been a slug and then there would have been the slime with it amanda says that she doesn't like the look at all and didn't see it was a sea slug instead she saw a lady in an evening gown she says she could have made a little more effort on the ocean side kitty says he had high expectations for her snatch game because of the roasting session she offered in the talent show but unfortunately didn't see the ginger bitch in the snatch game daphne says the game is iconic and she pressured herself and they felt it eddie says that he didn't like it either as there were too many repetitions he says it was going around in circles and she was just playing dumb he says it was a nuance and that bothered him a lot Nikki says that her energy is crazy and they love what she does, but says this is a competition. They have to make choices. I'm going to go sink. Sink as well. Audience, 31% swim, 69% sink. All right. Um, If there are stands of Mami Wata out there, (laughs) I apologize in advance. Are you ready to hear what I have to say, Aria Close? Yeah, let's, All right. let's look, give it up. Let's hear it, the box. Look by Fat Wata. <laughs> this was an absolute fucking disaster. First, the fucking character's name is SpongeBob SquarePants. That's a skirt, bitch. The makeup <laughs> is not giving sponge. It is giving disease. But the thing for me that put me over the edge of fury is the finishing of this look. She clearly had holes and sleeves and the shirt cut. They are not hemmed. You can see it fraying. And the tights being so bright compared to any yellow on her body, in my opinion, one of the worst looks ever. This couldn't even get you close to a win at the ultimate drag pageant. I would have eliminated her (laughs) simply on the spot. (laughs) Shade. Um, (laughs) it had a good thought behind it. It was executed very poorly. It was so I think whenever you're going to do body makeup, it's always a challenge because like, it's always, it's funny taking bets on where people stop doing their makeup 
like people who do like their full face in a color I'm like okay did you stop under the chin do you stop at the neck do you stop under like the tits because then like their arms a different color their hands a different color and um for mommy unfortunately her back was a different color when she turned and the hair moved and it was like you're not yellow <laughs> if you're going to wear a crop shirt you have to make sure every piece of skin you're on television you're 360 you've got to do it all around it's where wear a bodysuit at that point make it it's the fraying it's it's the fraying of every element that was cut you have this glorious campy costume from peach and this is what this bitch wears and safe are you fucking kidding me the image behind you yeah <laughs> wherever you are um, on this zoom <laughs> this is a severe sink this hit the rock bottom I did not like this look, so I'm going to say sink as well. Audience, I don't fucking care what you think. Maybe <laughs> you're standing her, but I don't know what the hell you're doing. 44% swim, 56% sink. We're going to have to start getting receipts on who said yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start calling people out. Um, Cookie Cunty, no designers listed. This was a very bold look for her, and I'm glad to see her do something out of her comfort zone. She is giving the great wave off Kanagawa by Hokusau. Um, you know the print. It's one of the most infamous images you can actually see at the Met. We all know the um, uh, the one. It's kind of similar to the pink, the picture behind you, but those are leaves and trees. But it's you, you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah, I actually I had it hanging in my bedroom um, all through high school. Yeah, uh, gorgeous. It's, just, it's a beautiful, beautiful print. And yeah, if you're available to go see it in New York, you really should because it's magnificent. Yeah. I think it could have been slightly grander if the fabrics were stronger as it felt a bit cheap, but overall the concept is, concept is there. The hair was great. The mug is perfect. It's the coat that was sort of the missing piece. Mm -hmm. There wasn't as much of a tie-in to what was under it. Yeah. I thought the kind of cape moment was dramatic and it was nice, but there was a missing link between that and the underpiece. The underpiece was stunning. I thought, but mm -hmm. I mean, it's definitely photographed better on the Instagram, but mm -hmm. when it was in motion on the runway, it kind of lacked that until she said like, oh, it is the great wave. And they're like, yeah. okay, I can kind of see it, but it needed to be a little bit more linked. I agree. It's a soft swim for me. Yeah, I would say the same. Audience, 67% swim, 33% sink. Kiona, look by GBSA, hair by Kiona, nails by House of Tokyo, jellyfish, real ass. I think this is one of her better looks because it's drag and it's done well. Um, she is giving us a really interesting texture with the headpiece that may or may not have been plastic and an umbrella repurposed. We'll never know. Uh, she is not giving us a full body shape, which is really cool, finally. I'm not relying on that body. I love the hair color, and this is one of those rare moments where a tiny wig works because it's part of the storytelling. Yeah, it. I was weighed. I mean, she kept us in fucking suspense trying to get the look of this makeup. And honestly, when it was revealed, it was great. Yeah. Um, also, these kind of wigs too are uh, difficult to really wear correctly in terms of like styling it because you have to have like that perfect like wet construction. Right. And this this was great. My only said, little like okay. thing I didn't completely like was the different colors of blue. Fair, fair enough. And it says it was magnificent and some 
Schuss. He says the performance was the best and the reveal was crazy. He says the color of the hair is beautiful. Kitty says that she was floating on stage like a jellyfish. Daphne says it's the best look since the beginning. Nikki says she really liked her Snatch game. She says Afita wasn't as chaotic as in real life, but says she was very good. And Amanda tells her not to be afraid to overdo it and go for it. She says Afita is a drama queen. I'll give it a swim. I'd say swim. Um, audience, 78% swim, 22% sink. I know you cut you. I cut you off a little bit. Any final thoughts on that look? Oh, no, I think it was great. I mean, the, the kind of like iridescence of it, like I said, just the one thing, if I had to find one thing wrong with it, it was just the nails and the, yeah. the makeup weren't that same. What's your favorite color, Michael? Teal. <laughs> I love it. All right, Nikki has decided to call forward Cookie Cunty as she is safe and then does the same for Mommy Wata. That means Peach Moon, Kiona, Punani, Sarah, and Ginger, the tops and bottoms. Um, do you agree? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Safe? I, th- safe? She put her safe? Yeah. I I just, I can't. I, this, Nikki! Yeah, this, this, um, this top bottom moment, not it. Not it. Well, backstage, Mommy and Cookie are going to laugh off their safety. Uh, I think Mommy knows she should have been a bottom feeder, but she's like, ha ha, I beat you all, bitches. <laughs> Uh, mommy's going to tell Cookie straight up, though, that she thought she was going to be in the bottom. Um, but Cookie's like, well, my look saved the day. And then Cookie's going to tell Mommy that her look didn't save her day. And Mommy's like, it was my talent. So, yeah, okay, fine. The two of them know that uh, they're very lucky this week. <laughs> Cookie doesn't know who the bottoms will be, but says it could be Ginger and Peach. But Mommy believes that Cookie knows Sarah will be a bottom, but is avoiding saying her name like it is Voldemort. And I was like, why is that why would she not like does she feel guilty well mommy's just gonna ask her if she feels guilty about sarah and cookie says absolutely not if she didn't feel responsible she's already explained herself she believes if her second choice wasn't good enough it's not her problem she thinks that sarah could have picked johnny but it would have been hurtful to them both and thinks they both would have lip synced and feels sarah understood it was best to avoid that so you're basically saying she did that to make me safe because no matter what, she's going to be in the bottom. It doesn't matter to me because at least I'm not there. We should have had the Johnny Holidays lip sync. Right. That's what it should have been. <laughs> Could you imagine if this week was a Johnny Holiday lip sync too? <laughs> Full circle. All right. The tops and bottoms return with Peach. Very nervous. She knows she'll be lip syncing as her snatch game wasn't enough. Peach will thank the girls because she feels good in this group. She says she doesn't open up that easily and she has made a lot of jokes and talks a lot. She's starting to feel comfortable with them. She says whatever happens, she doesn't think this channel or France are ready. Or the world. We're not ready for what's about to happen. Ginger, though, believes that her look is going to be what saves Peach. Sarah thinks she'll lip sync, but Peach says no, no. Sarah knows she messed up her snatch game as it was a wreck. Now, I don't know if we're trying to assassinate any promise Cookie Cunty had in being a beloved character, but we're then going to get a confessional from her saying that she doesn't care about Sarah's feelings right now, but she doesn't want her to be in the bottom simply because she doesn't want to feel responsible for it. But if she does, (laughs) she'll understand why she imposed her choice. Not a good look for Cookie this episode. Not good at all. No, she's really kind of painted herself to be a bit of a villain and a bitch. Yeah. And again, like you can't blame the edit because these are the words that actually came out of your mouth. Yeah. If anything, the editing could have helped you not appear this way. Literally. Ginger really thinks she's in the bottom as her look and snatch game were smashed. She knows what's scary is she could be going against two athletic and talented girls who do splits. And immediately Peach is like, I am not splitting in this outfit. It is impossible. 
um, this lipstick will be about Soul Nintendo. And I was like, oh, no, if Tisha's <laughs> in the bottom, she's not going to be able to give a good lip sync. Yeah. The Queens of Return is Nikki has made some choices. Punani is the winner of the week. She wins an outfit from the legendary house of Batu worth 2,500 euros. Yeah. Do you think euros. do you think they actually know what they're winning no, in these no, moments? Okay. Not. And Nikki has no idea what point, she's pointing to either. No, it's no like idea. over there. No, she has no idea. Uh, Kiona Moon and Sarah are safe. That leaves Peach and Ginger as the bottom two. What? Do you, do you agree? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, the song is Je Vite by Laurie. Have you heard of this track before? I have not. It's a fun jam. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, that's what I like about watching Drag Race France is that I'm also now getting exposed to French music I probably should have listened to. Because when I was learning French, I actually, I would like find like punk rock emo that was French. Or like Jason Mraz of the French variety. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, this was a dance and move and groove song. They both gave great energy. I think Peach would have normally given a very athletic performance, but this look was absolutely restrictive. It was not something she was willing to rip or get destroyed. Um, what's interesting, watching it back, we didn't get a lot of ginger screen time. And I think that was on purpose because she was mediocre. And if we had seen her do that poorly, it would have helped the rage of the world attack yeah um the edit on this was definitely kind of questionable this is all we saw was peace and she was great she was fun i enjoyed it nikki my dear this one you got wrong. Double save. Fine. I would have been happy with that, but the wrong queen went home. Peace is eliminated. Ginger (laughs) saves. What? How? Tell me how. It it doesn't make sense. This this is one that I was very upset about because Peach seems like there's so much more potential. Absolutely. Where okay, even if it's going to be Ginger and not Mommy at the moment, Ginger has been stale. Like it's not really that much. Like usually in all of the episodes that we've seen so far, the person in the bottom that goes home, that's pretty clear. Like yeah. It's from even like the the dress room challenge, the workroom challenge, mini challenge, up through whatever. This one does not make sense at all. Not at all. Not, not at all. All right, I got some burning questions around this podcast. Are you ready? Let's do it. What is Peach's legacy? I will remember her struggling to get on the fucking swing. But also, um, <laughs> this Titanic look is probably the best. It was great. And she's going to be remembered for being gone too soon. She's definitely going to yeah. be a fan favorite. And good for her. Uh, who won the week? Who had the best episode? Not necessarily the winner. If it's not the winner. I think Punani. I do agree. I think Punani had a great episode. They really showcased her talent in, in the Snatch game. Uh, next week, it's time for a Rusical. Who do you think is going to slay? Oh, fuck. That's why they got rid of Peach. Because Peach would have killed the fucking Rusical. Probably. Oh, that sucks. Um, I don't know. Who was good in my, the recording challenge? I'm forgetting. I, I didn't yeah, remember I anyone but Peach. Peach was my favorite of yeah. that. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what it's going to be about. But after four episodes, the winner of the season is... I am 
caught between Punani and Kiona? I'm going to go with that right now because obviously Peach was up there for me, but now that's out of there. There's yeah. still something about Sarah Forever that I think could potentially win, but I still think she's an underdog. Um, I feel like Punani is definitely getting the edit of the silent killer that's going to give the full package right now. Yeah, I think she's coming in slow and reserved, but also like a contender at the same time. Yeah. Um, okay, before we give the stats to everybody for you, um, we, we talked about Snatch Game and I said I was going to come up with a name for you. I don't know if it's the best option, but I came up with a name. Um, I'll give you a couple clues to see if you can get it. Uh, she's from Long Island originally. Uh, <laughs> I think um, I know where you're going. With okay, this. we'll see. Uh, she is one of her most major roles. She was known for playing a housewife from New Jersey. And then went on to play a nurse. Oh, wait. No, now I'm thrown off. Wait, who is it? Edie Falco. <laughs> I can see it. I can, I see, can it. see it too. I can see it too. So there you go. Here's, there's your audition tape. Do Edie Falco. Play around with it. Because uh, there's so many directions you could do it. You can play it as the um, Sopranos Edie Falco. You can do it as just crazy Edie Falco. But I think it'll be fun. We love Edie Falco. Yeah, I'll have to, you know, start practicing. All right, where can we find you on social media, Venom MMA projects you want to plug? You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Venmo, at Aria Close, that is A-R-Y-A-K-L-O-S. Um, and as far as upcoming events, I mean, you could always catch me at the House of Yes, especially if you want to book a little VIP experience. And also, this coming Monday, January 31st, you can catch me at Seymour. July. What month is it? What day? What year? What? Is the Titanic still up? Anyway, yes. So um, that is correct, Michael. July 31st. July 31st. Um, at Seymour's in Chelsea. At 6.30, there is a drag bingo. It's me and Shaka Convict, and we're giving away SZA tickets. Oh, that's a good prize. It is. Well, this was fun. Thank you for binge watching and joining me in this little chat. Well, thank you very much for having me. Au revoir.